It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law, featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call us at 312-726-1243. We have all heard about the recent shootings and attacks on churches and other religious institutions. Uh, For too many churches, security is only a passing concern. Is your church prepared for a situation like this? Well, I'm afraid the sad truth for many churches is that we are not prepared. Today, I will be speaking with Chris Maloney, founder of Sheepdog Church Security, an organization that creates training materials for part-time safety and security directors in churches with limited resources. As a retired Army captain and current police officer, Chris gives churches the tools they need to implement reputable and realistic training for their church safety teams. Chris, a hearty welcome to this show. This is a very, very important topic, and I'm so glad you've, uh, you're willing to join us on this. Are you, we just love having you. Uh, give us a little background on Sheepdog Church Security, how you got involved within it, uh, and what do you offer with this? The reason I started Sheepdog Church Security was really because of just seeing a need really first at my own church. And then um, as time went on and other churches started asking for the help, um, you know, it kind of grew from there. And it's just, um, it just really recognizing the fact that, you know, churches are in need of some, of some sort of training and some sort of preparation. And so... Um, that's kind of why I started Cheap Dog Church Security, and um, you know, and it's really been something that's been growing a lot over the last few years. Well, give us a little background. Um, your background is both military and police, so uh, given that background, how have you developed uh, your security uh, measures? Well, you know, it started with um, you know for us. <laughs> what we did is, is, like I said, it started at our church. And so um, what we did is it was just, you know, taking the knowledge, you know, basic crime prevention ideas, um, taking the knowledge I gained in law enforcement um, and starting to the, apply them to the church. You know, one of the things that I noticed when I first started my own church is that um, most people don't have um, th- this type of training. And so, you know, we needed to do something so our, our, you know, quote-unquote normal people that, you know, work in cubicles or manufacturing or, you know, working, uh, you know, wherever they work, you know, that we need to prepare them to start thinking in terms of safety and thinking in terms of uh, security in order to change, you know, to change the vulnerabilities and the weaknesses that we had. And, of course, like I've said, this is a spread across uh, the nation now where, churches are waking up to that need and realizing that, hey, the volunteers that they have available to them to work in this type of safety ministry um, are ill-prepared, if you will, you know, and uh, they need something 
um, before they're expected to do a good job at safeguarding the flock. Well, you know, I am a uh, usher at my church. It's a small church with not a great deal of resources. Uh, and I, frankly, have very, very little training. If, if uh, let's say, an active shooter came into our uh, facility, I really would not have any training. Um, so I'm going to want to get into how do you deal with situations like this. But before I do that, I think when you're talking about disasters, you're talking about more than just, let's say, an active shooter or, or a violent situation like that. What, what other things are you covering? Well, the, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, a safety ministry has to be far more comprehensive than just the active shooter. Now, you know, I fully understand you say active shooter, and that's a real motivator and a huge concern. Um, but if we neglect to look at all the other things uh, <laughs> that are happening in churches, then we're we're really kind of dropping the ball. So, you know, you, so there's the active shooter training. We have, um, you know, a basic volunteer academy. And that's, you know, just fundamentals, uh, you know, things like ethics and patrol procedures and, you know, looking for suspicious uh, activity, things like verbal de-escalation or a more popular term is verbal judo, you know, to deal with people that are in crisis, to talk them down and to get the situation under control before it does become physical. Things like protecting children from sexual abuse in the church. I mean, anyone who watches the news or spends any time on social media knows that these types of scandals in a church, I mean, can really cause great deal of harm. And so we have to prepare our volunteers to look for suspicious activity that may suggest that a child is being harmed, if not in the church, you know, even outside the church. Um, so we need to prepare for that. Things like understanding use of force laws, you know, certainly, um, uh, podcasts uh, from lawyers would certainly agree that, you know, having a clear understanding of what they can and cannot do in different situations um, when dealing with a disruptive or potentially violent person, they have to understand that, you know, arson prevention and fire drills and severe weather and natural disasters, you know, we've tried to be as comprehensive as we possibly can and consider all the things that um, may threaten the church. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MalkBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we are speaking with Chris Maloney, the founder of Sheepdog Church Security, and we've been talking about how a church prepares not just for the situation like an active shooter, but for all kinds of different um, emergencies that a church may face. Well, uh, Chris, bring us up to date. You, you've mentioned various materials. What, what materials do you provide, and, and how do you help churches uh, with your uh, ministry to, to deal with these situations? Well, we offer our training in two different ways. Um, one way that we offer it is online individual training. One of the things that I found as I developed my team is it is extremely hard to get volunteers together um, to train. And um, so we developed the online individual training, an online school, where the team can basically just go online. It's, uh, you know, take the training. And then once they're done with that, they're done with it. And we can just kind of forget that they do it on our own time, own computer. 
then when we have our training events that we absolutely have to get together for, things like fire drills or practicing lockdown drills or our, you know, CPR certification and going to the range and all that kind of stuff, um, then, you know, that's, that's, it just makes it a lot easier to get everything done in a year and without calling the volunteers to come to the church or a specific location, you know, so many times. The other way we offer it is the uh, kind of instructor training bundles. Now, this is where we actually started. Um, we started with these, and people liked those because they were customizable. So as a church develops their programs, what's going to end up happening is they start to develop their own procedures and unique things about their church. And so they can use these materials, which is basically a PowerPoint presentation and instructor guide, um, that they can now customize them and they can fit it to their church and it's more appropriate for their own team. You know, one of the things that we've done to kind of make these products work very well, not only have we hired a bunch of researchers to develop them, but we also had an instructional designer who is an expert in adult education and she made these things very easy to use. So even if somebody's not really familiar with these materials, they can use these. And after reading through the materials, they can teach this on their own. Well, you're you're mentioning materials. What materials are these, and how do people get a hold of them? What do, what do you what specifically? How do how do we find out about the and get the materials? Well, if if they go to our website, which is sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and that's one word, of course, they'll notice on there there's all kinds of resources on there, um, but there's a training tab. And if they click that, they can see all our online individual training courses. They can see all our instructor training bundles. And then they'll also, you know, if they poke around for a little while, we have a free online guide with some basic information to help people get started. We have articles, a podcast. There's all kinds of stuff. But if they go to the website, they certainly will see it all there. So I, you know, and, and think about this for my own church. I think the first step probably is putting together the group or the committee that's really going to spearhead it in the church. And I think that, uh, and at least from my experience in working with churches, one of the first things I recommend for a church is that they identify if they have uh, trained police officers who are members of the uh, church uh, to help in organizing and thinking through what really needs to be done. Do you have a, a thought on that? Yeah, I, I think we, we have to keep things in, in balance. So what can also happen in churches is you form that committee and, um, and you want to get the policies written and the procedures, you know, determined and all that good stuff. And that during that whole time that committee's meeting, nothing is happening in the, in the church. Nothing's Absolutely. making the church safer. So one true. of the things I, of, I often recommend is get, get your volunteers that are at least willing to kind of be that observe and report. Get somebody this Sunday patrolling the the church during services before during and after the services with a cell phone and look for suspicious activity coming up we will talk further with chris maloney the founder of sheepdog church security about how any church can and should implement a safety program i'm rich baker and this is lawyers for jesus radio
Malcolm Baker is nationally known for representing churches and religious institutions and is providing you with a free resource to help your church stay protected under the law. This church legal checklist is designed to help your church identify and assess general risks under Illinois law and is revised yearly to keep your church up to date. Go to malkbaker.com slash church legal to download your free copy of this easy to fill out 21 section resource that your church can review at monthly board meetings. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at Mauk and Baker, a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you have missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to maukbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we are speaking with Chris Maloney, the founder of Sheepdog Church Security, and we've been talking about practical steps in implementing a security program for your church. Uh, Chris's specialty is not uh, necessarily the large mega churches, but but working with small and middle-sized churches and really helping them think through what's necessary in order to provide uh, security. Uh, so Chris, uh, coming back to this, you were expressing concern that oftentimes security can get stuck in committee and, and um, no real action be taken. So give us more. You're, you had indicated uh, in the first segment, um, start patrolling this very uh, next weekend. Identify the persons and start patrolling. What other things would you say in getting your program going uh, a church should do? Yeah, so once you've identified those basic volunteers for patrolling the grounds and with a cell phone, you know, you get you want to make sure you give them the instructions of simply, you know, don't engage in anything that they haven't been trained in. And so their real job is basically to call 911, you know, call local authorities, let the ambulance, the fire department, you know, let the, um, you know, police handle the issue instead of trying to handle it themselves. Meanwhile, as that's going on, you are forming that committee and you are starting to identify what needs to occur to make your church safer. One of the things we offer is a free do-it-yourself security assessment. And so, you know, that would be something that committee could get a hold of from us, and then they could start going through that to find out where the church is now in their safety procedures and where they want to be. Um, the other thing I ask churches to do is, you know, interview your high-capacity volunteers. You know, interview your ministry leaders and ask them what their safety concerns are. And, you know, from that, you're going to start developing a list of all the things that you're going to want to do at some point in your church and just pick that, you know, turn it into a priority list and start checking things off. You know, and as, as that develops, your team can continue, that's the observe and report, can start now doing that training component, you know, at some point, we want them to be more than just eyes and ears. We want them to be actors. And so we want to train them on all the different topics that we've discussed already, you know, arson prevention and fire drills and medical emergencies and active shooters, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Well, let's take um, the situation. Many churches now are, are facing a question of should they have a uh, armed presence uh, of security in their church during uh, worship time and things like that. How? How? Do, what's your answer to that question? 
Well, you know, obviously every state has different laws, you know, that dictate, you know, who can carry and when they can carry and, and all that good stuff. So that's certainly the first thing that we have to look at and consider. From there, you know, each church is going to have to make their own decision um, if they want to carry firearms or have armed volunteers carrying. Now, there are some concerns that we definitely want people to look in, you know, things like talking to their church's insurance company. Um, you know, how, how well these people are trained. You know, I, I'm a big advocate of training. If you haven't figured that out already, you know, are we getting them to the range on an annual basis? Are they shooting a qualification that's equal to, um, you know, whatever they're having their state security shoot or their state police shoot, um, you know, meeting, meeting a high standard and then having that type of training, you know, use of force laws training has to be an annual thing just like it is for law enforcement, you know, and, and so really it comes back to, like I said, individual churches and what their training program is going to be to ensure that those who are caring um, are meeting some sort of standard and qualification. There was a, uh, uh, articles about the recent shooting at the synagogue in California. Um, and, and I haven't read a great deal about it, but it appeared that the, congregation itself had a great deal with um, shutting down the activities of the, the active shooter there. Can you comment on that at all? I'm not real familiar with that in particular shooting. I'm thinking about the one that just happened in Nebraska where the deputy was able to stop the person um, at the door. And that's a perfect example of being prepared. Um, they had a deputy who was working off duty or, you know, volunteering there at the church and was able to stop that threat. You compare that to Sutherland Springs, and it was the neighbor who brought it to a halt. And you can see the body count is definitely different. You know, you have the one, the, the bad guy in Nebraska dead versus 26 people dead inside the church. And so, you know, you know having a good guy with a gun who's properly trained and prepared to address that type of threat, I mean, there's no replacement for it. You know, the national response time for law enforcement is about six minutes. Well, in six minutes, a lot of bad things happen. And if you don't have somebody on ground, they're prepared to respond to that threat. Um, you could have another Sutherland Springs on your hand. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Chris Maloney, the founder of Sheepdog Church Security. We've been talking a little bit about active shooters here right now. What methods are there other than having a um, armed presence on on your church site that you would recommend uh, for people in these situations? Well, there's really two things, um, two different things we can do. One is teaching our, our, you know, our key personnel. Um, the Department of Homeland Security has training out there uh, of run, hide, fight. You know, the best thing that you can do when faced with an active shooter is to run away as quickly as you possibly can out the doors, over the river and through the woods. Um, get out of there. The next part is the hiding. Now, there's two parts to that hiding. One is hiding wherever you can, but that also includes lockdown procedures. You know, getting people into different rooms and being able to lock themselves in those rooms and just stay there until police 
let them know that it's all clear and they can come out. And then, of course, the last thing is fight. And we've already kind of discussed that. You know, America used to really have a strong fighting spirit. And, um, you know, I, but now it seems like we need to remind people that if your life is an imminent danger, it's okay to fight people. Uh, it's okay to fight for your life. And so, you know, we do the run, hide, fight, and then lockdown drills. Um, for those church, well, all churches should do that, but especially if you're not going to have an armed volunteer, you definitely want that kind of training and implement those programs at your church. So we've been talking about uh, active shooter type situations, but what do you find are the most common dangers that churches should prepare for? Well, if you look at the FBI statistics from 2017, um, I should give a disclaimer here that you know, not all law enforcement agencies report to the FBI. Um, that's one thing. And not all crimes are reported. But based on numbers from 2017, the church's crimes basically mimic society. So crimes against property like burglary, there was over 4,000, vandalism, over 6,000. You know, these are the, the top crimes. And this is where crime prevention techniques come in. This is where having the presence of a safety team or safety ministry working to reduce these risks really comes in. Um, you know, drugs comes in at about 1,300 uh, crimes on church property. Once again, that's something a safety team can address because that's suspicious activity that's going on. Um, from there, if you look at crimes against people, you have, you know, 2,200 assaults, over 2,200 assaults that have happened on church property. Um, that's that's pretty high. Um, sexual assault is at 352. Now, that's, you hear, that's the first one that's not in the thousands, but sexual assault is so important. If you have that happen at your church, obviously, um, <laughs> the devastation to your reputation is pretty high there. It is. It, that's one of the greatest threats, and you've already mentioned that, and I, I would agree. Uh, your materials also uh, talk about that. Yes, we, we address each one of these topics. Um, the, the academy is the one that really a lot of people start with because it does d discuss each one of those little things, um, each one of those crimes, and how we can address those things. So, Chris, we are coming up at the end of the show already. Um, let people know again how they can get a hold of your materials, how they can, what your website is. Uh, the name of your book, anything to, to help them uh, in preparing for security? Yeah, there are a couple things. And, you know, going to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, is really the best place to start out. There is a contact us, so if you actually want to talk to me on the phone or, you know, through email, you can go to that contact us page. The other thing is, too, is there. We, I do have a couple books out there. One is called Defending the Flock. And if people want to get that book and read through some of the basics and kind of figure out where they're at and what kind of safety team they want to put together, that's a great source, and they can find that on Amazon. Um, and there's also a book just released this last December on um, active shooters mitigating the threat. So uh, they can also find that on Amazon. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have a feeling you'll be back on again because this is such an important topic. 
If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. You're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody